Hi there, and welcome to another edition of the Odlum Brown Van Open Podcast. My name is Brian Weeb, joining you here from the restaurant at the Hollyburn Country Club, as I think it's past tonight or something like that. Still a great evening here up at the club and a great day of tennis, of course, for day number four uh, at the tournament Thursday here in Vancouver for the ATP Challenger Tour, the ITF World Tennis Tour. And of course, we are a Tennis Canada event too. Uh, we have my media assistants, Raheem Karmali and Mantar Bandel working hard to gather interviews for you all day long here on Centre Court, on Court 1, on Court 2, on Court 3, uh, and also on the Polygon Court as well. So we'll get to the player interviews in a sec. I do want to tee up who our feature interview is though on the podcast today as I had a great pleasure of sitting down with Sharon Fitchman she is a former top 100 player in singles also in doubles took a hiatus from tennis for a little while back in the game uh, just over a year ago now or just under a year ago now and uh, Sharon was able to sit down tableside here with us uh, on the Odlum Brown Van Open podcast so really exciting about that Uh, she was the actual champion here in doubles back in 2013 a women's singles finalist as well that very same year against Joanna Conta of Great Britain and we've seen what Joanna has gone on to do in the last six years just uh, outstanding work tennis wise and Joanna of course the champion uh, that year in 2013 all right let's get into some of the players there were two big Canadian matchups on the courts here at Hollyburn today one on the women's side one on the men's side let's get to the women's side first 16 year old Layla Annie Fernandez she's from Laval Quebec she's making a lot of noise she partnered with Simona Halep uh, at Rogers Cup just last week and she was successful in her matchup here today at the Hollyburn Country Club and right was able to catch up with Layla immediately following the match on center court 2019 Audlin Brown Van Open at Hollyburn Country Club. All right, Layla, well, congrats. You're into the quarterfinals at your first ever Audlin Brown tournament. How does that feel? It feels great that I've worked hard since the beginning of the year and even beforehand and just to have the the result and just having that um, that extra bonus to be going to the quarterfinals over here is amazing especially here in Vancouver it's beautiful here everybody's so nice so I'm happy that's awesome um, obviously you spoke at the beginning of the uh, tournament at the media availability about how Jeannie and Pospisil sort of made things seem like they were possible yeah. for Canadian tennis well, not They're, only them like there's yeah. also Rebecca Marino who's who's done great things Alexandra Wozniak and like plenty of plenty Canadians before them that that kind of opened our eyes more and to that have really pushed us younger generation to do better and who wants to who wants to succeed will do whatever it takes. Absolutely. So, so you mentioned Rebecca Marino. She was your doubles partner yeah. as well. Um, you guys did really well together. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. she's a fixture at this tournament. Yeah. She's not here this year. Um, what uh, have you guys been in contact at all? Have you talked to her at all about the uh, playing in her hometown? Uh, yes, I've talked to her a few times now. We were thinking of playing doubles here together, but uh, some some circumstances weren't uh, on our side. But I'm happy that that she's here. She's really inspired me a lot, especially uh, during the past year. She's giving me some uh, some pointers during matches and during tournaments, and uh, it's helped me a lot. Obviously, your opponent today. Uh unfortunately had to retire due to injury uh, what can you say about her compete in this match uh well like i knew the beginning of the match will be very hard i didn't know she was injured but i just went there and tried to do my best to make her move be aggressive and i did just that and but bad luck she was injured and uh but i think i did well today and uh, hopefully it'll continue on tomorrow so we heard there that you're uh we were looking at your itf profile it says that you're a big fan of 80s music did you notice that we pumped some 80s tracks <laughs> I did, I did. 
I, it was it was a bit hard to concentrate, but at yeah. the same time, it was really cool that there was 80, 80s music. I really liked it. Like, kind of calmed me down and also like pumped me up at the same time. So it was awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, could you name your favorite? 80s track maybe Do you know, yeah. oh wow um the very first song that i really listened to was bon jovi i know billy idol sorry billy idol dancing yeah. with myself but i really liked the uh, rock of ages by def leppard for a really long time very cool, very yeah. cool. thanks Layla. thank you Congrats. it has not been a great week to be a seeded player here at the odlum brown van open as seeds have been falling all over the place however on the men's side the number one seed is still alive it is a guy who's been here lots of times before ricardus barancas from lithuania and he was successful in his matchup today against uh, lloyd glasspool unfortunately for lloyd it was ricardus barancas who got the better of him here today mantar bandle caught up with Ricardus immediately following the match on center court. Let's throw it over to them. Ricardus, congratulations. You're moving on after a straight sets victory. You're the number one ranked seed here. How do you feel about your play so far? Well, so far it was a very tough match yesterday. Um, even though the opponent was not the highest ranked player, but it was a really tough match. And, you know, tennis as it always is tennis. You know, you never know what can happen in the match. And the numbers number one or not number one seeded, it doesn't really matter that much. It depends on the day. You were ranked 50th in the world three years ago. This year so far has been a pretty good year for you. You've won three challengers, looking to win your fourth one. Would you say that maybe you're playing your best tennis since you were ranked 50th three years ago? Well, I'm, I will not say maybe that I'm playing my best tennis, but I would say maybe the most consistent tennis, and uh, I'm able to keep up my plan and schedule as it was planned in the beginning of the year, more or less, you know. I mean, not getting injured, keeping myself fit, uh, not overburned. So these kind of... Uh, Things like I think they come mostly with the experience and knowing yourself. So at the moment, that's how I feel. And what's your goal by the end of the year? Is there maybe a certain ranking that you want to hit? Is there any sort of goal you have set for yourself? Of course, you know, if I would say that I'm not trying to hit my top 50 ranking, you know, it's uh, going to be a lie. But uh, we'll see how that goes. It's, uh, as I say, it's sport. You never know what can happen. And just doing my best and hopefully it's going to work out. And last question. How's your experience so far this year at the Autumn Brown Van Open? Well, it's a very nice tournament, very nice place. People are kind, uh, trying their best to perform and organize the tournament as good as possible. So uh, giving them a big credit for that. Thank you. Ricardo, thanks much for doing this and good luck the rest of the way. Thank you. Following last night's elimination of Vashik Pospisil from the men's main draw, it was Braden Schnur who was trying to make the home and native land proud as the lone representative on the men's side in singles uh, from Canada. Uh, world number 95, Braden Schnur. Unfortunately, things didn't go his way here today as it uh, was a tough two-set match against Enzo Cucot from France, and it was Enzo coming out on top. Raheem did catch up with Enzo after beating the hometown favorite. He's not from Vancouver, but definitely a lot of people here cheering for the third seed uh, in the tournament. Let's throw things over to Raheem and Enzo. Okay, well, congrats on the big win there. Uh, you obviously now advance uh, to the quarters. So you've been here a couple times now. Uh, what 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 changed this year for your preparation? Um, I mean, I've been here two times and the last time it was like five years ago. So it's okay. like a lifetime ago. And, uh, yeah, I'm really happy to be through the, to the quarters. Absolutely. So you've had some success in Canada as well this year. Um, you made it to the finals at a previous tournament, if I'm not mistaken there. Yep. Um, so what's it going to take here to, to elevate your level into the next round of play? Um, I mean, just keep doing what I've been doing. Uh, I've been playing pretty well so far this week. 
and in Canada overall. So I mean, Canada's been good to me so far. I hope this keeps going. But I mean, just keep going out there and fighting. There's obviously only great players from now on, and uh, it's going to be another battle. Obviously, you had to fight through a little bit of a home crowd uh, cheering for Braden there on the other side. Uh, how did that play into your game? Uh, well, it didn't really. Um, I'm just trying to do my job and and do um, what I had to do to be efficient on the court. And uh, the crowd is a little bonus. And he had that bonus. I didn't. But it goes both ways. Sometimes we play in France and I have it and then other people don't. It's just how it is. Have you yet got to see much of Vancouver since you've been here? Uh, not really. Uh, we're staying in a great housing. Um, so we've been downtown a little bit, but not that much yet. I've heard it's a great city, though. She knocked off Eugenie Bouchard, another big Canadian favorite here at the Odlum Brown Van Open uh, on Tuesday night. Tamea Babas, and she actually had her uh, second round matchup here at the Odlum Brown Van Open today. And she was successful beating Harriet Dart of Great Britain, 7-5-6-2. Mantar chatted with Tamea immediately following that match. Tamea, congratulations. You're moving on to the next round after a straight sets victory out here in the heat. How do you feel after that match? Um, yeah, uh, the last couple of weeks I was playing a lot of tennis, so I feel a little bit tired, but I'm very pleased with the win. Um, Harriet played well, um, and I really had to fight hard to, to get through. I didn't feel my serve that well today, so um, that was definitely a, a little bit of a difficulty for my usual game, but um, I'm proud with the way I fought at the end. Today, it's pretty hot day. That's no secret. A lot of heat out here. So for you, when you're playing in a, in a match where there's so much heat and you have to stay hydrated, what are some challenges that present themselves? Oh, I love it. So, I mean, I really love the heat. I, I love playing like this. And um, yeah, definitely you have to um, watch for your hydration and what you eat, what you drink, how you prepare already for the match and what you do during the match. And of course, after. So yeah, there are a couple um, keys for that. But in general, I'm, I'm really, really good in the heat. So um, usually that actually even helps me. So the hotter, the better. Yeah. <laughs> and it's no secret that you're good at doubles. In fact, you are the best in the world at doubles. So what is it about the double side, aside from it being twice the amount of players, uh, that you love so much and you're able to be so good at? Uh, for me, it's always key to enjoy to play with the player I'm playing with. So um, even last week, I played with not my usual partner in Toronto and um, with Annette Kontavide, and it was amazing. But overall, with Kiki, um, we really found each other already in juniors. We're amazing friends. Um, we're even like, I feel like we're a big family. So um, that's really the key. But of course, beside this, our game really matches and um, we really um, eat, enjoy each other's company and we can really help each other's weaknesses or even um, the strength. And last question, after you defeated Jeannie Bouchard, you told me that you're more of a nature girl. And so that was pretty late in the day. You didn't really have time to do much besides go home, rest and sleep. You've got a lot of time still left in the day after today's match. Do you plan on sticking around at the tournament or could we see you up maybe doing some hikes or exploring Vancouver today? Oh no, I'm, I'm exhausted, really. Like, um, I don't know what's happening. I even said to my coach, I think it's the first time I told him that I'm tired. Like, I don't really feel that often. So, um, today was a day like this. So, it's more important to have some good food, some good um, recovery, um, maybe a massage, some physio, and then just um, relax at home. But um, yeah, hopefully, uh, I'm going to stay a couple more days so I can look around a bit more. Awesome, Tamea. Thanks so much for doing this. Congratulations and good luck. Thank you. One player here who's had a lot of people cheering for her is Priscilla Hahn from Australia. She's been at the tournament before and uh, she was successful again here today in the second round. A really tough 
three-set match, though, uh, against a Chinese opponent, Ziyu Wang. And Priscilla, of course, she chatted with Raheem Karmali. I mean, winning a tennis match is great, but chatting with my media assistants, that's really the reward that these players get for winning matches here at the Altham Brown Van Open. No, I'm kidding. Of course, winning the tennis match is more important. However, Priscilla did chat with Raheem immediately following her win here today on Thursday at the Altham Brown Van Open. Right, well, you're back into the quarterfinals after a tough match yeah. here. How's that feel? Oh, it feels great. I mean, yeah, obviously I said it was two years ago now, so um, I didn't get too many matches before this, and I'm just so happy to get through. Definitely. Um, obviously, two tie breaks in this one. It yep. doesn't get much closer than that. Um, yep. In terms of the battle, uh, talk about the compete level of this match. I mean, yeah, I knew I was in for a tough one. Obviously, I've practiced with her, and you know, she's she's young and she's had some great results already. So I knew it would be very tough, and I would have to be there every single point. Um, in the second, she lifted a little, and I dropped off a little bit, and she kind of took over. Um, but yeah, I'm just like she I had to play some of my best tennis to get through. Well, it seemed like you did play some of your best tennis, especially in yep. that second tiebreak. You just turned on the burners and really dominated that tiebreak. Um, yep. What was that sec? How did you get to that next gear? Um, I think in the second, no, in the third, sorry, just here and there, I was kind of second guessing um, what to do. And in that tiebreak, I kind of just had a clear plan and stuck to it. We always seem to get the Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi chance here at the Odlum Brown Van Open, and that was the same today. Tenasi Kokkinakis from Australia, he knocked off uh, the eighth seed on the men's side, Dominic Kepfer, and he moves on to the uh, the quarterfinals, does Tenasi Kokkinakis. Mantar Bandel chatted with him once again. We've heard them on the podcast already once here this week, and we'll hear him again right now. Tenasi Kokkinakis and Mantar Bandel after Tenasi advanced to the quarters here at the Odlum Brown Van Open on Thursday. Sanasi, you've done it again. Another straight sets victory. That's your third in a row. You're on a bit of a roll here at the Odlum Brown Van Open. How do you feel about your play so far? Yeah, I'm, I'm playing pretty good. Um, it was tricky out here today. It's uh, it's definitely tougher on this side court. There's a lot of a lot of things going on around the court. But uh, yeah, I thought I tried to keep my focus as well as I could. I got off to a really good start and lost my focus a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I served well, especially in the second set, and uh, played good when I needed to. Is there any advantage to wrapping up matches in straight sets and not having to go to a third set when you're playing so many matches in a tournament? Is there any advantage at all? 100%, especially for me with my body. Um, how it's been sort of this year. Um, I think, yeah, three matches is the most I've played sort of in one week um, and any more, and I've kind of hurt myself a little bit this year. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what can happen, but definitely definitely straight sets of injuries are better for me. And on that note, you just mentioned 2019 has been a little tough for you with injuries. You had to withdraw for a couple of events with injuries. So, uh, you know, it begs the question, how do you feel now? Do you feel pretty healthy? Are you almost 100%? Yeah, I do. I'm trying to be smart as well because I've got a uh, US Open main draw in a week uh, or so. So uh, I'm trying to be smart with my body and um, obviously I'm going to try and channel my, all my energy towards that. So I'm going to see how I pull up tomorrow. Um, but it's definitely helping me uh, wrapping up matches in two sets. But I feel okay. I feel okay so far. Injuries have held me back a little bit. So when I've actually played, I've, my win loss is, is decent this year. So um, yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm feeling all right though. And last thing, we talked about the earring last time. Yeah. Uh, looking at your old photos, I couldn't help but notice. You used to play with the visor and you had kind of longish hair. Yeah. Could we see a return of the visor and long hair, or are you kind of done oh, with that? I tried the long hair for a while. I tried the man bun and, and realized it wasn't for me. It was an absolute pain, and it looked horrendous. So um, I think I'll keep the short hair for a while, but I don't know. I get bored quite easily, so I, I try different stuff. 
Well, the short hair seems to be working because you keep on winning. Congratulations to Nassi and thanks so much for doing this. Thanks, mate. Thank you. You are listening to the Odlum Brown Van Open podcast. My name is Brian Weeb, the media manager for the 2019 tournament. Thanks a lot for listening to the podcast. Really do appreciate it and appreciate you sharing and getting those numbers up on SoundCloud. It's awesome. Um, we do have uh, another interview coming up here today uh, with uh, Sharon Fitchman, of course. She is our feature interview as the Canadian tennis player, predominantly now playing in doubles, but she joined us here. She was the finalist in singles here at the tournament six years ago, also won doubles that very same year in 2013, and uh, Sharon will join us here in the restaurant at Hollyburn Country Club to talk about her tennis career, the state of uh, Canadian tennis, and a lot of other things uh, as well. We've also got an interview from the winner of tonight's evening feature matchup on Centre Court, uh, featuring none other than Hyun Chung from Korea and Maxime Janvier. So uh, we'll get to the winner there. If you don't know who it is, well, I'm not going to give you a spoiler alert, so you just have to listen for the interview for that. But before we get to the interview of the winner on center court tonight in the evening feature matchup, and before we get to our feature player interview with Sharon Fitchman, we do have another women's interview. Raheem Karmali was able to catch up with the highest remaining women's seed on the singles side, and it is Sarah Sorebes Tormo. She's from Spain. She knocked off Veronica Cipig-Roig here from, uh, she's from Paraguay, by the way, 2-6-6-4-7-6. And let's get to Raheem and Sarah immediately following her win today at the Odlum Brown Van Open, Hollyburn Country Club 2019. Sarah, congrats. Obviously, you're into the quarterfinals now after a, a long uh, battle here on center court. Um, what was the compete level like out there? Uh, well, first of all, I think Vero is a really good player. I love how she hit the ball and I think she's a, one of the best uh, girls who hits the ball and that was a tough match for me uh, I think I was I was running well I was defending well uh, I think I could do a bit more going more in front going more like uh, to the net but I didn't make it uh, in the in the moment that I had to do it and then the match was even more close so yeah I'm happy with the win I think it's a good match and hopefully I can continue this way how did you find that next level in that tiebreak? It seems like you really ran away with it in the tiebreak. Well, I just I just say fight, fight, fight. It's the moment. It's the moment. You have to stay. You have to give everything you have. I think that's what I that's what I made. I remember the point of the three three zero. It was a really long point. I was super close to don't arrive to this uh, drop shot, but then I arrive, and I think this this is the moment, the shot that makes the the difference in in that tiebreak. Definitely. Um, you're coming off a bit of a transition here because you were you had a, a tournament, a clay tournament, that, which you won in Germany, if I'm not mistaken. So what's the what are the pre-adjustments that you've made to come back to hardcore? Well, first of all, I just wanted to be injury-free. I got injured in in Wimbledon. I I went to play this tournament because I wanted to know how my back was uh, before coming here to the hard. And then I I was doing my my adapt very slow because I. I wasn't feeling super well and I had to, to go very slow, very slow, very slow and yeah, just working and trying to, to give my best every day. So you're into the quarterfinals now, what's it going to take for you to get to the semis? Well, first of all, I don't know against who do I play, it's tomorrow, so let's see, uh, I think every match is, is really tough, it's a really good tournament, I'm happy to be in the quarterfinals and hopefully tomorrow I can play even better than today and let's see if I can win. Have you been uh, enjoying your time in Vancouver? Well, I didn't see a lot. I'm yeah. jet with the jet lag, and I'm going to sleep very, very er uh, early. Right. Yeah. Hopefully, I can I can enjoy Vancouver because everyone says it's really, really beautiful. Awesome. 
Okay, okay, I've teased you enough about the men's evening feature matchup. It was indeed Maxim Janvier against Hyung Chung of Korea, and it was Maxime actually coming away with the victory quite handily, too, in straight sets 6-4, 6-2. Mantar Bandle caught up with Maxime immediately following the match. A pretty raucous crowd, too, on center court for a Thursday, uh, cheering on these two players. And so let's turn things over to Maxime and Mantar. Um, right next to center court here at the Audlem Brown Van Open. Maxime, congratulations. That was pure dominance out there. It didn't seem like you gave up at all. Uh, how'd you feel after that one? Yeah, I'm very happy about what I what I did today. Um, like I said before, I was very aggressive and it's payoff, so it's good for me every week. I'm, uh, we say, uh, I'm progressing. So, so yes, I'm very happy about what I did on, on the court, about my my head also. So yeah, I need to keep like this every week and hopefully one day it will, it will be very good for me. In the second set, you're up 5-1 over Hyung Chung. He gets that game and it looks like maybe he's got a little bit of momentum and he might start to come back, but you quickly put out the rest. You, you had the killer instinct and you won to win 6-2 in that second set. So how did you stay focused in that, in that set there? I could. Uh, I played very well at 5-1. I played very well all the match. I mean, uh, maybe at the beginning he played so good. So after 3-0, I said, come on, uh, I play good. Uh, you have to be more aggressive, more power. And then, so 5-1, uh, the game was amazing. He, he, he played so good. So, I mean, I said, okay, keep like this, keep like this, and you will see. And then I, I had a very good game on my serve, and happy for me. That's good. So you're very tall. You're six foot four. But I was very impressed by the way you moved. Or it might be taller than that, but ATP's got you listed at six foot four. Uh, but you moved very well side to side. You were very quick, very explosive. So how much leg strength and that hip mobility, how much is that training-wise have you worked on in your career? I'm working a lot of, uh, about my, my, my body. I have to because, yeah, like I, you said, I'm tall. So I need to get more power also to, to, to serve um, uh, faster, okay? like Raonic. <laughs> okay? And uh, to move, yeah. Uh, I need to, to be faster as well, so I'm keep going to go to the gym every day. I do, even if I play matches or stuff, I do like 30 minutes or 40 minutes of physics, legs or abs, something like this to, 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 to get uh, better. And last question real quick. How's your experience been this year at the Vancouver Audlem Brown Van Open? Uh, it's, uh, it's my first time here and I'm, this is very, very nice, very nice city. Uh, I mean, the challenger is very nice, like, like France, who are very good challenger, and here is very, very good. So hopefully I want to come back, and also if I can play Cincinnati, it's good for me. But for sure, if I don't play Cincinnati, I will come here again. It's very nice. Maxime, félicitations. You're going to move on to play Liam Brody. Merci beaucoup. Thank you. All right, now let's get to our feature player interview here today on the Odlum Brown Van Open podcast. Very, very happy to be joined tableside in the restaurant at Hollyburn Country Club by 2013 women's singles finalist and 2013 women's doubles champion. It is Canadian tennis star Sharon Fitchman joining us here. Sharon, hey, you're, you're playing doubles predominantly now, but uh, singles match as well earlier this week. Thanks so much for joining us here on the the Brown Van Open podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. So uh, first time you're back here at the tournament in uh, about four years. Mm -hmm. um, you had a hiatus from tennis, of course, for a couple of years, came back uh, uh, last year. Yes. Um, but I did want to ask just how this week has been going for you. You played your first singles match in a long, long time. Yeah. Um, how was it to play singles again? Um, yeah, it was It was. Uh, it was more enjoyable than last time I played singles, so I was really happy to have the opportunity to play um, singles here, so I really appreciate that that uh, 
that that was offered to me 100%, um, you know, was just honestly had no expectations, just wanted to go out there and, and see how it went, not overthink it or think too much and just um, play the match and, and uh, try and enjoy it and have fun. Um, and I think I, I did that to the best of my ability. Um, it definitely felt a bit uh, strange. Um, <laughs> it hadn't, you know, I don't, I don't practice singles. Right. I don't train singles, um, anything like that. So um, it was a good experience. I enjoyed it. I'm really happy um, that I could kind of like uh, turn the page on that last time that I played singles. And obviously it was really nice to play in front of some of my friends here because I did used to live here for a little bit. So right, yeah. um, that was really cool. Um, is singles something that might be on the table? Going forward, um, I mean, no? at the moment, no, uh, in terms of like making it my priority, right. um, but possibly after Olympics, uh, I don't know. It depends on my body. I, I am still like juggling and managing injuries that make it a bit difficult to, to cover so much court day after day after day. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I enjoyed it. I had fun. So, you know, honestly, I didn't even think I'd be back playing tennis ever again. So the fact that I I'm doing that and then ended up on a singles court like never say never right <laughs> yeah exactly and doubles is where you've had some success won a WTA title earlier this year um, but you've had a number of partners yeah and you haven't really ended up with a regular partner at this yeah. point I mean and, and I guess you didn't you played with Gabby quite a bit prior to your hiatus um, but do you see maybe your career going a similar path as hers now where she is I mean, she played here at the Autumn Brown as a singles player last year, but she is pretty much exclusively a doubles player at the WTA level. Yeah, I mean, that's my goal right now. Um, I, I came back last year, uh, not even a year ago, um, 10, 11 months ago, 10 yeah. months ago, something like that, uh, to focus on doubles for Tokyo Olympics. Right. Um, I got inspired by my fiance. You can read all about it. I'm sure there's things on Google and the, the Just News actually just yeah, I saw published that. something this morning. Yeah, and Sportsnet um, did a big Sportsnet piece. Sportsnet did a piece yeah. on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of um, it's kind of everywhere. So I was inspired by my fiance who who had a, a very serious accident and his career was over right. and couldn't go to the Olympics. So that's what inspired me to come back. And and I knew that doubles would be the the smartest way to go about it because it's um, it's something that you can move up faster in. And since there's there was less than two years from the time I, I decided to come back, it's, right. uh, that was kind of my strategy. Well, I'm back on the Fed Cup team, too. Yeah, that was incredible. So pumped. Yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> I, awesome. I saw that announcement earlier this spring. Um, let's talk about what's happening here at the tournament. So we've got a match coming up tonight against mm -hmm. a couple of players from Great Britain playing with Storm Sanders. Yeah. Um, what do you feel that the two of you strengths as a team? Yeah, um, I mean... I think that we have a very similar energy and uh, personality on the court, which works so well. So we kind of seem to be meshing well together. I mean, this is our first time playing together. Uh, so it's been, you know, it's been really fun just in that short time. Um, one match. <laughs> yeah, in that one match, exactly, a few practices. Um, and, you know, Storm's, Storm's very, uh, she's she's got a very dangerous um, kind of artillery there. Um, I'm not sure if that's the right word. Repertoire toolbox and not right. really, yeah. you know, a bunch of different weapons that she can hurt you with. She's a lefty. Her spin is nasty, like really ugly um, to kind of try and return. And in a she good takes, way. In a good way. Yeah. yeah, no, compliments to her. It's it's very like, you know, uh, very difficult to, to, 
to kind of have your positioning and your timing when you're playing her. So um, it's really nice to be able to be on her side of the net and then, you know, try and pick off balls that, that she sets you up for. Um, and then for me, yeah, like I, you know, I try and strike the ball as well as I can and give my opponent, my partner the opportunity to, to, to try and take control. And she does that really well. So you were the women's doubles champion here in 2013, mm -hmm. uh, a women's singles finalist here same year. Um, does that experience here at Hollyburn help you at all when you're out there? I mean, you haven't played on center court yet here this year, but if you get to the final, you're going to be there on center court. So being up here at the club, and, and does that help? Like, do you offer help to Storm and, and that kind of thing when it comes to communicating? Um, yeah, I would say it helps because this tournament feels very comfortable for me. Um, and... Uh, you know, it's really nice because I have a lot of support and things like that. Um, yeah, it's been so so long ago for sure. Um, and uh, I definitely like to to think that you know, just naturally I've I've had you know when you when you have a good feeling at a tournament that always kind of I think in the back of your mind helps you feel settled and, and confident. Well, it brings back so, all these nice memories, yeah, right? Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, yeah, I would say for sure it helps me definitely. I seem to remember seeing something on social media when you moved away from Vancouver back to Toronto um, that you said something to the along the lines of Vancouver will always be home or a second home to you. So, do you feel that comfort level when you come back? Like, is yeah, it is it a, you definitely. come here, you see the view, you see the water, you're like, this is home to me. Yeah, it definitely. There's aspects of it where it's like Vancouver will always have a piece of you know of my heart, and will always there will always be Vancouver. Um, you know all the memories and everything that'll that'll and you still always have stay friends, with me. Right? Yeah, and that's the thing is like I've come back and and I have a lot of friends coming anywhere from. Actually, I have some friends that came from Crescent Beach and are coming from that area to come watch today. That's so, awesome. Yeah, so it's it just feels it feels very comforting and and um, and and like a place that I want to you know stay longer. <laughs> so what are tennis wise? What are next steps for you? I mean, you're preparing for obviously next summer the Olympics and working with Tennis Canada and. Uh, the Olympic Committee, hopefully, to, to get there. Yeah. But in the immediate future, after Audlin Brown Van Open, regardless of what happens in, in doubles, what's next? Uh, U.S. Open. Right. So I'm going to okay. go play there with Bianca Andrescu. So That's right. I did see that this morning. Yeah. Um, so how did that come about? Uh, I asked her, and uh, she said, yeah, let's do it. And that then the rest is history. <laughs> well, you're going you're gonna to get a pretty big spotlight on yourself, uh, obviously, because Bianca winning yeah, Rogers Cup for sure. um, has attracted a lot of attention. Um, is that something you relish? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, um, when Bianca was kind of coming back, um, she had actually some injuries she was battling with last year. That's right. So she had to take some time off, and then she ended up coming back and playing. There was a, a chunk of challengers in Canada and, and the U.S. at the end of the year in fall and, and things like that. Right. So uh, there was a tournament in Toronto that, that um, we were actually, um, like, it came up, the, the topic of us playing together. Um, but I'd already been set, unfortunately. So we said, oh, shoot, like, that's too bad. But maybe another Next time. Next chance, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and then from that point, like, I was, I had just come back. And then she decided to win every tournament she played. So <laughs> then we weren't really in the same tournaments for a little bit. But right. now we are. Uh, I kind of, you know, catching up to catching up to her. 80-something. She's, you know, almost top 10 at this point. But, right. Um, so, yeah, it was it was just really nice. It worked out well. And, and she's healthy. And, and uh, I'm just super pumped. I'm playing really, really well, too. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, she's a phenomenal player. Um, one last question before I let you go. There's been a lot of talk about this time and place 
for Canadian tennis. So when you look at players like Bianca, you look here at the tournament, Leilani Fernandez, a 16-year-old, is doing really, really well. Um, and then you've also got players like Milos still up in the you know top 10, top 20, Felix Ojeal-Asim. Um, and then Vashik, of course, is hanging around. Eugenie is still hanging around. Like, are we at a point in Canadian tennis where we see players that are between, you know, right at Layla's age at 16, right up until, you know, yourself as well, like in your mid to late 20s, um, where we've got players at this echelon that we haven't seen before? Yeah, I like mean... Like as a group? Yeah, I think this is safe to say this is the strongest Canadian tennis has ever been. And we've been saying that for years now, <laughs> which is cool. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it just seems to be trending in the right direction. Um, and and it's fantastic. I, I think that that's wonderful for everyone. Um, you know, like I think the fact that we have such depth just pushes all of us, inspires all of us. And then, you know, it, it's so great because kind of once we had people start breaking through, you know, it started like Mary F. Peltier, like was kind of always leading in right. Canadian tennis. And then, um, you know, a Stephanie Dubois, Alex Wozniak, and then Alex was kind of the first one to really break into the top 50, right. you know, and then all of a sudden that was a thing. And then from there, like, you know, Rebecca, and then yeah. from there, um, you know, I, I broke into, after Rebecca did that, I broke into top 100. Jeannie started just flying up the rankings. That inspired me. You know, that also inspired, like, a number of us, you right. know, and, and um and not just inspired, but I would say like when you're pra when we're all practicing with each other, and then you realize like, hey, like, you know, we hit together, we play together, and she's like top 50, top 20 in the world, right. and like, you know, she's good, but like, I think I can do that too. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm right there with her, and then right. that sort of gives you confidence, and then that just kind of you know goes with everyone else that you're practicing with, and then right. it just kind of now sets the tone for everyone in the you know juniors and and um, you know making their way onto the pro circuit you kind of just feel like oh yeah well they're all doing it so like now I want to do that too or like I should be doing that too or I can do that too right and it just takes you know people breaking those those barriers right to, to start to make you and others believe that like it's possible too it's not just like a dream and thing. there's always a higher one right like for now sure. Bianca at, yeah. at 14 you know if and Jeannie's the, you know made it to number five yeah if you end up with a Canadian man or woman doesn't matter at number one yeah then all of a sudden there's that benchmark totally or winning a grand slam or yeah. whatever the case may yeah. be um and, and like Bianca too you know first Canadian woman to win that Canadian Open in 50 years so uh, I think that's a great point to make um and when Layla says she has a younger sister it's like yeah. that's the, the 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 next group that's coming so that's really awesome um I really do appreciate joining us on the podcast it's been fantastic and uh, best of luck not only here at the Audlin Brown Event Open, but also moving forward to the U.S. Open in New York. Thank you so much. Thanks Th for having me. And that'll do it for a day four edition of the Audlin Brown Van Open podcast. I do, again, sincerely thank you for tuning in. If you'd like to find out anything else about the tournament, well, go to our website. It is vanopen.com. You can find draws there, details about live streaming, live scoring, that kind of stuff. And plus, follow all our social channels. We're on Twitter, at vanopentennis. On Instagram, same handle, at vanopentennis. And then search... Audlin Brown Van Open on Facebook and you can find our page there as well. Again, we are an ATP Challenger Tour event, we are an ITF World Tennis Tour event and yes, also a Tennis Canada event. Without them, this would not be possible. And without you tuning in, the podcast wouldn't be possible. So again, I sincerely do thank you for listening along. We'll have another edition of the podcast coming your way right here from the restaurant at Hollyburn Country Club. My name is Brian Weeb, media manager for the Odlum Brown Van Open. Hey, thanks very much for listening, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Have a great evening.